0: Hey everybody, this is Joe and you're listening to episode 20 of 5-Minute Dad and you are listening to the fourth episode, (laughs) installment, whatever you want to call it, of the Daddy Finance or what I'm coining the Daddy Finance series. And uh, today I'm just going to talk a little about about the 529 savings plans. So just to review with these, I'm basically going through these as a new learner myself on these plans. So I'm going out there, seeing what's best for me. And I think what I'm going to do after today's episode is give you kind of a rundown of what I think I might go with, Um, whether it be completely on one or maybe a mix of a few different ones and How I plan to do it Um, So I think it might help, you know, just to bounce some ideas off you guys and if you are interested um, Let me know what you might be doing um, Or plan to do Uh, again, you know voicemails can be taken on the anchor homepage uh, for five-minute dead, so let's get into this so 529 Basically, they're very similar to the Coverdell's, except they do have the benefit of having a income tax deduction for your state. And the growth, just like the Coverdell ESA, it's all tax-deferred growth on the earnings. The plans are state-specific, but you can actually use the funds for any university nationwide and uh, even international Um, so that's always good and the contributions are treated the same way gifts are so the contribution limits are always in relation to what the latest gift legislation is taxation wise so right now for 2018 You could contribute up to up to fifteen thousand per individual for your child. So if uh, I'm single and I want to contribute to my you know son or daughter's account, I can donate fifteen thousand into their account, and it's all you know you know tax deductible. I don't have to worry about claiming that they don't have to claim it. All that fun stuff. The because also the five twenty nine while it is in that account is considered. A parental asset um, and this also helps when it comes to FAFSA for them so if you're married you you and your spouse could each put in 15k so you could potentially do 30k for each and so this kind of brings up the next benefit is that say you had an older grandparent and they wanted to um, maybe either find some you know good family friendly tax sheltering for some of their money that they've grown over the years, um, or they just kind of plan on dispersing some money to the grandchildren, uh, but want to make it for, you know, something positive like their education. It's a perfect way to use a 529. So they could even make a 529 in their own name for that child and then contribute. What you could do is you could actually contribute a max of 75K And what's done is that it's all prorated per year so that they do 75k and then technically it would be held like in some, you know, side escrow account and then 15,000 would be put into that account every single year. So it'd be interesting. Um, But but meanwhile, that 75k is then sheltered away from income. So it's kind of nice. So they get to dump off 75k and... Everything's still hunky-dory, where it's only 15k being dumped into the plan every year. So interesting, little side side uh, benefit. Um, another interesting fact I found on the 529. So say your kid is uh, awesome, smart, and they uh, get a sweet full ride to a college. So what happens is you know get a full ride, and now you have all this money in the 529 plan. You can actually use that money still and all you'll have to pay is federal income tax strictly on the earnings. So you get to completely bypass what would usually be a 10% penalty as well as the federal income tax. So yeah, you get no 10% penalty and you can use the rest of the money however you want. So they could, you know, just use it to, you know, maybe they've fund an investment account and then they use the rest to kind of put a down payment on an apartment. Um or whatever else they need, a car, anything else to kind of get them started. And uh, so this it's an interesting one. Uh, I definitely like this, and the Coverdell. Um, I ran some just quick numbers, and even if you know, say you put in a thousand dollars right when the your kid is born into one of these accounts, even at fifty dollars a month by the time they're 18 it's it's close to 20 grand um when you estimate a like an approximate six percent growth you know with a decent um interest rate of uh, whatever mutual fund you decide on so it's it's pretty cool um i'm definitely gonna do one of them and i'm still i'm gonna go and read through a couple of uh the facts and research that i had and let you know what I think I plan on doing. I, me and my wife never really planned on giving our kids a full ride anywhere they want with us funding it, um, just because, well, there's two reasons. One, um, we just didn't want to set that up for them. We kind of like them to, you know, work at it, figure out how to do it. And um, also right now, you know as far as the return on investment you know there are certain majors that are really expensive and they pay off you know like your doctor lawyer all that you know stuff engineer but for a lot of the rest of them it you kind of go into the program without too much of a direction and you end up just leaving with a lot of debt and you just are basically signing your name to Base, you know, strapping yourself to these payments for the rest of, you know, 20, 20 30 years. So, you know, for me, I think, I think a huge thing for our children is honestly going to be, you know, opportunity in the trades, which are awesome even right now <laughs> to get into. Um, but anything, you know, from electrician to HVAC. So, you know, really decent jobs, not grinding jobs, but jobs that pay really well and are nowhere near as close uh the amount of money that you would normally need to spend on a four year education. I I think I was looking into what a typical training for an electrician would cost and the associate's degree and all the training it's it's only about, you know, 12 grand give or take a, a few grand and and after that you get into an apprenticeship and all of a sudden you're there and you got a salary, you got a good retirement plan. I know I know guys who got into this and they're making 50 60 70k right out of their apprenticeship and that's with a funded pension on the side so it's like you got that set up you don't have to worry about even setting money aside like obviously you still save but like you don't have to worry too much about oh my god i got now i got retirement investment and all that stuff and i have this loan it's like usually these guys have their loan paid off within the first two years and the rest is just cake you know just cream on top so it's it's pretty interesting to consider from that point of view so um i won't go on further (laughs) with that maybe we can do another episode uh, a few weeks later on that but uh yeah that's it for the finance plans i'm going to be looking at tomorrow i'll give you a rundown of what i think i might be doing i hope you're having a good thursday and i will talk to you guys tomorrow